Well, awesome. Well, this morning we're going to continue in our Abiding in Love sermon series. Uh, there's something about the book of Philippians. There's something about Paul. I just love Paul. I love his, his attitude towards life. I love uh, just his love for the Lord. And when you think about Philippians and you think about Paul, and specifically here, we have to remember that Paul is literally in prison. He is not free. The imperial guard is watching him, right? He's, he's, under, uh, he's under arrest. And he's not under arrest for doing something wrong. He's under arrest for serving Jesus, right? Before he came to know the Lord, Paul killed people, actually killed Christians, on behalf of the church, basically. But that's not why he's there. He didn't kill somebody. He didn't do something wrong. He proclaimed the message of the gospel. God has changed his heart. Damascus wrote experience. God has done something powerful in him. And now he's in prison because he continued to proclaim the message of the gospel. I'm thankful that in America, we're not there, right? No one's get, being arrested, I don't believe, for preaching the gospel. Praying that that's our whole life, right? That we never have to experience something in our country. But there are places in the world where that is how it is. There's places where you can't just preach the gospel. There's places where you can't proselytize or share the gospel and try to get someone to become a part of what God is doing. And that was when the, the situation where he was in. And as we look at these three verses that we're going to look at today, it's important to remember. He's not at church. He's not in a special great place. No, he is not free. He's under arrest. He's in a place where you could have a lot of things happen, but the words that he said that we just read a few minutes ago are incredible. His outlook on life, who he is. You know, something that I think when we look at the word of God that also is important to remember is that we want things to be done now. You know, we have an instant pot. An instant pot is an amazing piece of machinery and something that might take hours to cook, you could cook like in 20 minutes. It is so awesome. Like, how does that work? I don't quite understand fully, but all I know is you put it in there, it pressurizes, it cooks it, and it tastes like it's been, you know, it's been in the crock pot for, for days. It's like, oh, I love it. But that's not how so often it is when it comes to the Bible. In fact, over and over and over again, if we read the story and we read the books and we, we go through, we see story after story after story come. We see people that, like Paul, who was Saul, we see that he has this amazing moment with God on, on the Damascus Road. God shows up, saves him. He goes blind, then he gets healed. God does all this stuff. But then there's a period of time that we don't think about, well over a decade long, that he is off growing and learning and becoming more like Jesus and then he becomes back on the scene and all of a sudden writes half the New Testament is a big part of seeing the early church move and seeing the Gentiles those who are not uh, Israelites and aren't a part of that family see them be able to come apart and be a part of what God is doing there's times throughout the Bible we see big stories but almost always there's five years or ten years or sometimes a couple decades in between the start to the end. Now we think, we're like, oh no, don't talk about decades. I don't need any decades in here. I, I don't want any of that stuff happening. But there's times where we must realize that God is on the throne and he uses the situations of our life. He uses these things to get us from where we are to get us to where we are supposed to be. Paul here in Philippians 1 verse 12 
I love it. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And this morning, I want you to know that whatever's going on in your life, God is not wasting your time. I think we look at our life and we say everything was going well. I was preaching. I was seeing new people come to the Lord. I'm on missionary journeys, if you're Paul. Or like, I, I was doing my thing. I was living my life. I was being a, a consistent part of church, of prayer, of knowing you. And how could something come up that seems entirely opposite of what you've called me to do? How could something come up in my life that all of a sudden there's a relational problem or a health issue or there's something that I, I lost my job or whatever these things might be that throw me off of feeling like I'm right where you'd have me to be. Now I've got to worry about and deal with and come up with a solution and all these things that we can come with ourselves. And I love that Paul here says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. There's an understanding that he's telling the people, just because I'm in jail does not mean that God's not still moving. Just because I am not with you and I can't come to you because I'm not allowed to, does not mean that God is wasting my time nor yours. That intersection out there, right now, the big things they are doing are they're putting huge concrete pipes for water flow. They're putting, because we wouldn't want to have telephone poles. When it's all done, there'll be no telephone poles. It's all underground, so they're putting conduit all under the ground. They're they're digging up, and they're, they're going across the road. It's kind of fascinating to watch them do it as we go in and out. They dig it up, half the road. They move all the traffic to one half. They put the big concrete... Uh, drainage pipes in there they fill it back up they put new concrete then they do the other side and move the people it's all underneath the work that is taking place that right now you're like why why don't they just do it let's go let's get something going in fact this would be a surprise i'm sure to everyone in the room but when i look at it uh, i was last night looking at this project looking at what it's going to be they're going to have if you know the intersection their big roundabout that is their their off-ramp coming from 33 is going to go to that roundabout, way out. On the other side, getting off is going to go to Highland Croy, to that traffic light. So there's going to be a roundabout, a traffic light. It's going to just spread things out. I'm like, Pastor Nate, I think, I think we would think the same. I'm like, why not do that first? Why not expand this, get them out of the way, and then come in and mess it all up inside once there's less traffic lights, once there's less, like, it just seems to make sense to me. They probably know what they're doing, right? Do they? I'm not sure. I think they do. But if they, but no matter what, all of the work is because they have to get it right underneath. They've got to get the pipes in. They've got to get the conduit in. They've got to get it so that when there's big rains, it doesn't flood the whole thing. All of this work and all of this time. In fact, I was looking and it says, no fear that that project will be done in the spring of 2025. I was like, 2025? I was hoping that was a, a typo. I had heard even the fall of 2024, but what? We're like two and a half years away from that. We have to deal with this for two and a half years. And I believe that there's an understanding. It's something we need to get. God is not wasting our time when we have to walk through situations and problems. When God is actually putting in some new things in us. He's building our character. He's helping us walk through stuff that we don't want per se. No one wants to be sick or have a a, a job loss or many things that can happen. But if we understand God, then he's not going to waste the things of this world. 
He's also not saying, ha, I'm going to make that person lose their job. We're in a sinful world. There's sickness, there's things. But he's also then going to help us walk. And as we walk with him through the, the, the things of life, sometimes the tragedy of life, the sickness of life, the, the problems and the things that someone else does or sometimes even that we do, he's not going to waste these opportunities. He's not going to waste them, but he'll use them. And someday you'll look back, just like that intersection. Someday, even if it's spring of 2025, we're going to say, this is awesome. I'm so glad they put the time in. In the process, however, every single day, coming to work, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this for two and a half years. Like, I'm not sure what I need to do. I need to drive my, like, even a bigger four by four vehicle and just drive through the, you know, on the grass around all this mess. Something, I can't do it. All right, we need the hovercraft airplanes that someday we're going to all drive for vehicles, right? I believe it. Maybe not. I don't know. But that would be pretty cool. Fly over it. Something. God, I need this. And in our life, Lord, would you give us patience to walk the journey? Would you give us patience to grow in a character? Would you give us patience to trust you and to build our faith, to believe that what you did once, you are simply going to do it again? It's all about the furtherance of the gospel. It's all about letting God even use what's difficult. Paul being in prison. Paul being uh, not, not free for the glory of God. If I'm thinking about God's not wasting our time, I think the question is, are we aligned with God's purpose? Because God's not going to waste our time. But you know what I think I can do sometimes, and what we can do as humans, is we can waste our time. We cannot put glory and honor to God and instead go the other direction. We can say, Lord, you're good, but, but uh, I'm not sure. This problem happened. In fact, we could probably look around the room, and we're not going to make you, but, you know, raise your hand if you've ever been disappointed in God, or you've ever felt, like, hurt. Like, God, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Right? Like, we probably all at points have been like, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. And I'm praying, Lord, would you align my heart with yours so that nothing that you're doing or nothing that is allowed in my life or nothing that simply happens because we're in a sinful world is wasted. I don't want to waste anything that you're doing. I want to be where you've called me to be so that spring of 2025, it, it's all put back together and it's ready to roll. And you know, sometimes in our life, as I mentioned, man, we want it done now. We want our character issues done fixed, right? It's a process so often. If you figure out the one-stop shop, like bam, last week you had an anger issue, this week it's gone, God healed you, congratulations. But for everybody else, guess what we get to do? We get to work the process. And Lord, oh, that wasn't my best moment. Lord, would you forgive me? Put some guardrails up. Put some things. Lord, would you help me? Would you help me respond different? Or, oh, my boss, that one boss just makes me so mad. Well, let the Lord help you and heal you and restore you and, and help you not be mad. Instead, love and care for that person. Pray for that person, maybe. And watch as you pray. All of a sudden, you say, you know what? It's going to be okay. I can make it. I don't need to be angry at that boss or at that thing. Or maybe you're, you're a parent in the house. God can give you, and by you, I mean God can give me peace or restraint when sometimes you're like, why? Why is it that it's got to be like this, right? If you're a parent, in your own way, you know. It's like, why? God can help you and he'll give you wisdom. Don't waste the opportunities that you are in. Align yourself to the purpose God has. And aligning is so important because... Two, you are in it for a purpose. You are where you are. You're in that spot. God is going to bring you 
through to the other side. And for Paul here, in the next verse, in verse 13, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And I believe when we begin to truly give God praise, glory, honor, we begin to give God, you know what, he's good, he's got me. He's got the best in store for me. He's going to help us get to the other side. That then we start to look different. We start to act different. We start to talk different. We start to say God is good. And the purpose, I don't understand why I need this in my life. I don't want it in my life. But Lord, if you're going to use it, then I'm going to be joyful. Lord, if you're going to use it, then on Monday morning, I'm going to talk about what you've done in my life, God. I'm going to talk about the goodness that even in my sickness or in a problem or in a situation or in a job loss, I'm going to be able to say, God's got me. He's bringing me through. He's going to give me something better. And my outlook is not, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't think it's going to happen this time. No, instead it's, God's brought me through before. He's going to bring me through again. He's going to bring me into a place of completion in my life. He's going to build character in my life, even though it's been hard. He's going to do it. I believe it. And we start to talk it. You know, this week, I I believe it was on Friday, I was walking across the uh, parking lot from the office up to the building. And there's cars all the time in here. We have, right now, I think 230 kids in the daycare. I mean, there's just people all the time. There's teachers. We have almost 50 teachers that are part of that. I mean, it is tremendous, the amount of traffic. And I was walking, and I was happy, nothing going wrong, but I was, th- I was just thinking in my head, if someone saw you walking, do you look joyful or do you look like you're annoyed? Like, and I, I literally was like, you know what, I think I need to change my face just a tad. And so I literally was walking across, and I was like, and put a smile on my face, and walked with a smile on my face. Why? Because I don't know what someone else needs, but maybe me walking across the parking lot with a smile would mean something to someone that's in a spot that's difficult. What happens if me putting a smile on my face matters? What happens if you're walking through something and you say, you know what, Lord? It's a little difficult, but I'm going to walk in joy and peace, and I'm going to put a smile on my face. Some of my, my parents, I'm sure many other people, but fake it till you make it. Sometimes I'm going to put a smile on my face even if I'm, I'm not feeling it, because what's it going to help me if I'm downtrodden and I, I just need a frown? on? No, no, Lord, I want to be strong for you, walking in the purpose that you have, no matter whether I feel that or whether it's a little more difficult than I want. Because God is going to use where you are for his purpose. He's going to bring you through. And my prayer is just like this. Let the imperial guard, let the people around him, his imprisonment, let it all be known that it's for the glory of God. And let, let Jesus be glorified. That's, that's what it's about. If that's what my life can be, if that's who I can be, then I'm going to be able to make a difference. People around me are going to know, even if it doesn't seem like everything's perfect, that person, for some reason, walks in a different way. Like, and you're going to have the opportunity. You're right. It's Jesus. And I want to encourage us to be a people. How did the imperial guard know? Because Paul, he talks about Jesus. Paul saying glory to God. In fact, we can look back to a, a previous imprisonment where they were singing praise and worship at midnight and God opened up the the jail let them walk right out there was a prayer meeting it was awesome and I believe that's what Paul was doing he was praying he was singing he was talking about God he was giving glory and they're like you are in prison you're imprisoned why in the world would you be happy and joyful and giving praise to God and maybe there's somebody in the room you need to hear it why in the world maybe you're in that spot it's difficult it's hard 
It's not just the easiest time of your life. And if you will give praise and honor and glory to God, and you'll raise your countenance, sometimes even just putting a smile on your face, there's going to be people around you that they're going to see God in you in that spot, in the midst of it, right in the middle, right where you are. God is going to bring, and glory is going to be given to God through you and through your life. And you know what? I think Paul, being in this spot, Paul writing the prison epistles from uh, imprisonment, house arrest, Paul being in this sort of a situation, you think his life was better in that season because he got to share Jesus and because he got to continue to do what God had called? Yes, it was better. It was way better. And in our life, when we understand, I'm going to give you it all. I'm going to keep walking in you. Then it's going to be easier to walk through the situations of life because we know God has not gone anywhere. And we're going to keep talking about him and keep giving him praise. And believing, Lord, you're going to heal and restore and make new. Whatever's going on in your life, you're going to get there. You're going to make it. He loves you. And one day we're going to be able to look and say, God, you are so good. And we're going to be in heaven, and there's not going to be tear, death, sorrow, or sin. None of that stuff's going to be anymore. And I can't wait for that moment, but I want to live as close to that as I can right here, right now, so I can bring as many people with me as possible. The people see Christ in you through your circumstances. You know, if you graded yourself like a 1 to 10, what do you think? When you're in your most difficult spot, do you think people see Christ in you? Sometimes I think, I could do okay. Other times, eh, not so much. I can think back to college when I was on a sports field and things weren't going well. Probably not giving a lot of glory to God and people weren't seeing Jesus in me. It was something I had to be like, Lord, you have to help me. You have to help me. And now maybe the things are bigger than a soccer game that I don't even remember what teams they were. I mean, who cares, right? There's bigger things. And Lord... Am I giving you praise and glory by my, my face, my actions, by what I do, by how I communicate? I pray that we would be people, that people see Jesus in us. And they might even see Jesus in us more when it doesn't make sense. Because we're going to proclaim him and lift him up and give him glory no matter what. Because he's faithful, he's true, he's going to bring us to the other side. And you know, this last verse I found just to be so interesting because as we would read it, it said, And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, just to put ourselves into this situation, why is Paul in jail? Because he spoke the word of God with boldness. Why is Paul in jail? Because he wouldn't be quiet. Why is Paul in jail? Because this was part of his cause to go and to be able to share uh, Jesus in a new place, right? So the fact that the brothers, the, the, the church, it says most of them. I love, I love words like that. I don't want to be one of the other ones. But most of them, they got more bold to say Paul is taken care of even while he's in prison right? Paul is joyful. In fact, some things I, I just think that we can see throughout the different portions in Scripture— they gave him joy while in the midst of it. We saw in other times that worship and praise and giving glory to God. There's joy that he had. They understood and saw that God will take care of them, even in the midst for them. If they got put in jail, you know what? God's got me. It's not fun, but I can make it. It's not where I want to be, but if it's what God's called me to, I'm going to make it to the other side. They saw that there was joy. They saw that there was care. They saw that God would even use Paul 
in that spot. And something began to happen. There was a confidence that grew within the whole church when they realized. There's not just a problem and now everything's done. And now I can't be used. Now the church isn't anything anymore. But instead, no, even in the midst of a problem, we're going to make it to the other side. We're still on the same team. We're still proclaiming Jesus. Now the imperial guard, who would never have had an opportunity to hear the message of the gospel, most likely, they've had an opportunity to hear the gospel from Paul. And the brothers, the church said, we, we are more confident. We're going to speak up louder. And if we go to jail, we know God's got us just like God has Paul. And for some people here today, I want you to know God is not wasting your time. It's not a waste. Whatever you're walking through, whatever the situation is, it's not a waste. If it's difficult, maybe this is the most difficult season of your life. It's not a waste. God loves you. He cares for you. He, he has a purpose for you, a plan for you, and he's going to see you to the other side. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't be downtrodden. Don't just stay at home by yourself. Don't do that. But instead, stand up. Put a smile on your face. And Lord, you've got a purpose. And if that means I can't leave my house, or I can't leave my jail, jail cell, cell, or I can't, whatever you want to throw in there, I can't talk to my sister, or there's a relationship problem, or there's a job. I don't know how we're going to take care of it. I don't know what we're going to do. Then I can say, God, you've got it. You've done it before. You've done it before. Character flaws. Lord, I'm struggling. I don't want to deal with this. Watch God bring you through. Don't waste the opportunity. Don't waste an opportunity that when you maybe don't do what you would want, you, you, you blow off, you know, off the handle. Lord, would you help me? Would you forgive me? Watch as he uses the situations of your life to help you grow. Don't just sit. Don't just stay, stay back, but be all in with the message of God. Have you become confident in the Lord even while you're in the midst of the situation? As you walk in confidence, as you walk in faith, you know he's going to be there. You know he's going to be with you. I believe when I look at my life, when I look at our church, when I look at the church, when I look at the word of God, there is no doubt he's coming. He, he's going he's gonna to be your answer. He's doing it now. It's on the way. But do we have patience? Do we have the patience to say, Lord, in the midst, my confidence is going to grow. My faith is going to grow. My desire for you is going to grow. And we're going to make it through the other side better. Not worse, but better. Because you used the things of this life. The things that maybe came because someone else sinned. What other people have done. Maybe because of what we've done. Lord, you're even going to use those things to help us grow to walk, to look more like you. And that's what it's all about. Let's be a church that we don't let anything come at us and it just be a waste, but we let God bring us through to the other side. We let people see Christ in us even because of those circumstances because we're aligned with his purpose and we're ready to let him move and speak and show up in a powerful, powerful way. This week, let's do it. Let's let him move. Let's let him speak. Let's become more like him. And let's be sure we share the goodness of who God is with everyone around us. In fact, that's my challenge for you today. Wherever you are, whatever you do, maybe in your job situation, uh, this week, come up with a way. You don't need to preach. You don't need to get your Bible out. 
you don't need to do any of that per se, unless God tells you to. But what's a way that this week you can just say, you know what, God spoke to me this week. You're not preaching. You, won't, you can't get fired. They're going to tell about their experience this weekend. You can tell about yours. God was just sharing with me. Whatever he's speaking in your life, whatever he's doing, you could say, man, God's given me joy right in the midst of where I am. What's a way, who's a person that this week you can just share what God's doing? You don't need to pull out chapter and verse. Just, man, I was at church or I was with some friends or I was at life group. I, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God spoke to me and I feel so much better about it. Leave it at that. Watch God use you as you just talk about him. And I believe that is what Paul did. He just kept talking about God, talk, talking about his goodness, talking about his grace. And the imperial guard, the people, the church were encouraged, even while he could not be with the church, they were encouraged to be more bold in faith, to walk in him. And that's what we can do this week. So Lord, we love you. We're so thankful, God, that you do not waste a moment. It's not a waste. Whatever season of life we are in, good or maybe difficult, it's not a waste if we are in, uh, just in tune with you, your purpose. If we're growing our character, if we're looking more like you, if the word is becoming more real and more powerful, God, if we're opening our mouths to share of who you are and what you've done, Lord, it's not a waste. You're bringing us through. You've never left. Our confidence can grow. Our faith can grow to believe. So Lord, help that to be the case. Help that to happen in our lives. We want to bring glory and honor to you. And just like Paul, Lord, we want to be able to say that the people that don't know around you, us around you, uh, Lord, they, they are coming to know you because we are there. The church is being strengthened even when we, we are or we're not, when there's a gap, because you are moving and we're faithful to you. Lord, let us make a difference in our world. We're so thankful. Bless this church. Fill them. Lord, those that are walking in a struggle, Lord, be there. Be the answer. Give them what they need to succeed and to get to the other side. We thank you and praise you, Jesus. You are so, so good. Help us to abide in your love this week, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you for being here. I want to remind you one more time, if you didn't already, Church Center app or Radiant.Family, go sign up. Bring a chili next week. We're going to have a great time continuing the food theme next week. Bring a friend or two with you. Bring somebody with you. Don't come alone. Let's have a great time, a great day. And as you leave today, walking tacos out front. There's drinks out there, tables as you saw when you came in. Stick around. Don't, don't leave right away. Get some food. Hang out. Let's build community and uh, just continue to grow in what God has called us to be. If you're not a part of a group, you can still sign up. Get on Radiant.Family. Find a group. Pastor Rachel and I would love to have you be a part of our group foundations life groups every other friday night we just had it on friday so in two fridays come talk to us we'd love to get you connected it's a great way to get to get connected and connected to a bunch of people that are newer to the church we can all do it together and uh, we just love it love being a part of this community part of radiant life church this week be careful what you watch be careful what you listen to be careful what you talk about savor the presence of jesus enjoy your tacos <laughs>